0: Another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris, and with me always is the Toretto to my O'Connor, Tony. Say hey, Hey,
1: what is up, guys? You break your heart, I'll break your neck. Damn right, we will. <laughs> episode 45, live in living color. You're now in beautiful high definition. Yeah. Very, very
0: good. Got some oh. new
1: toys to play with. New toys, new backgrounds. Always good. We have the same sound bites, though, but one day we will have new ones.
0: That's next on our list. We'll, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, yeah, so this is episode 45. We're almost to that big number 50. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a few weeks. Things have been a little crazy around here, but uh, we are um, committed to Getting some new content out there for you guys. And uh, hopefully, we can do it a little more regularly than we have over the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, we've been trying to say we've been wanting to shoot on Sundays, but of course, less, last Sunday was Super Bowl Sunday, and uh, it was kind of hard to do an evening shot for us. I mean, I don't know who was going to tune in during the Super Bowl anyway. So we kind of postponed that. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's just been getting set up and getting. Uh, Situated with our personal lives, getting trying to get together to do it, but here we go, and uh, it's time to do those.
0: Do the shameless plug.
1: It's shameless plug time.
0: It is in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat
1: gather coffee beans every morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20, 20,
0: 20, 20. <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, the first shameless plug, as uh, with every episode we do, is my dog rescue nonprofit, which is right there if you're watching the video uh, we're talking rough riders riders Roughriders.org, and uh, what we do is we go out and we pull dogs from uh, kill shelters and animal shelters out in the rural parts of uh, northern nevada parts of california bring them back and uh, give them a second chance at life try to find them homes and uh it's been a a blast you know putting all of it together and seeing you know all of the dogs that we have a chance to save with a few of our own included but uh in any case head over to Roughriders.org or facebook.com forward slash rough saves uh, we are in the process of raising seventy five thousand dollars for two commercial vans upfitted with uh kennels so that way we can move more dogs at any given time and we have the generous support of tito's handmade vodka where they are going to match that we raise dollar for dollar. So uh, some wonderful support and uh, anything you guys can do to help would be truly appreciated. So that does it for my shameless plug onto your shameless plug. That's a
1: shameless plug. All I have is... You can tune in every Sunday night to the number one show on KMVC 95.1 FM in Carson City, live streamed to the world at KMVC.org. That is Pop Culture Kaboom Radio Show. So you can join Jimmy Jones, uh, do his conversations about the seven pillars of pop culture. You can call in, you can conversate. He talks everything from comic books, toys, collectibles, games, cons, events, novels, televisions, and movies, I join him for uh, the movie segment at eight forty um, Mountain time, so that's seven forty Pacific time, which is where you're at. Yep. So you can tune in again, uh KMBC.org or if you're local, KMBC ninety five one. We talk about uh, the most hideous trailers, or even some that you do know, like this last, uh, this upcoming week, we'll be talking about, uh, or we just talked about um, Birds of Prey, uh, Harley Quinn, and then. Uh, two other one there's a restored thing of the harlot and the dutchman from the 50s hmm. looked pretty bad and um one other movie that was a touch brown it did not look very good but uh, we did discuss harley quinn which you know you guys know about that if you listen to pop culture <laughs> yeah. world. so yeah so check that out pop culture kaboom everything you want everything you need jimmy
0: Jones. K-N-V-C.
1: K-N-V-C Carson City.
0: <laughs> All right, so that does it for the shameless plugs. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this show okay. and start things off with TV news as we do every week.
1: I like the TV. Bazinga. Oh!
0: Uh, the Queen of the <laughs> Hey, baby.
1: Puffy. Let's go, Bob. Excellent. To the king, baby. I think it's funny every week in that intro. I kind of forget that Pee Wee Herman's in there. A <laughs> <That> little
0: <pervert>. <laughs> <laughs> That could be part of movies or TV. You
1: really could. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, so kicking things off, uh, there's so many streaming <laughs> streaming services out there: Apple, Hulu, Disney Plus, Netflix. DC Universe, soon to be Quibi. One that people may not... Chibi-Wibi? Chibi-Wibi. chibi Wibbits. Uh, one uh, people might not be familiar with is MB Universal's terribly named Peacock, which... Let me see your Peacock. Cock, <laughs> oh, which uh, finally has a release date. As revealed at the company's investor meeting, Peacock will de- debut on Wednesday, April 15th with both ad supported and paid subscription versions. Uh, there is one significant catch, however, Peacock will initially only be available to subscribers of comcast's xfinity x1 service and owners of comcast flex devices with a wider release to follow on july 15th 2020 time to start the summer olympics in tokyo now uh the free version will uh, offer roughly 7,500 hours of streaming shows and movies, news, and live TV content. Though a more robust version known as Peacock Premium, I'll give you a Peacock Premium, uh, will debut with twice as much content at 15,000 hours. (laughs) The ad-supported version of Peacock Premium will be free for Comcast customers and $5 a month for everyone else. Um, So, yeah, you know, it's... Is I'm that, trying
1: to keep a straight face for this. I mean, who, who in the hell calls their thing the Peacock, man? Right. <laughs> hey, come on.
0: Well, I guess it all depends on what content that they're going to have. You know, uh, just looking through here, Law and Order. You know, if you love the Law and Orders, then great. Uh, oh, Chicago I got Fire. To hear
1: the sound like dum dum.
0: Oh. <laughs> not on there anymore. Uh, Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, Late Night with Seth Meyers. Looks like they're working on a a Battlestar Galactica reboot. Um, But that's really about it. You know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, if if they had, like, friends on there. But that's going over to HBO Max. On HBO
1: Max, yeah. Well, and this is bad. I mean, streaming, everything's got streaming, right? It's, It's what devices can you put it on? Now, I want to chime in real quick and divert um so apple tv you know that uh, how we got like the free year with when you bought the new iphone and everything Mm -hmm. what a pain in the ass to get that app on anything man it's not on xbox it's not on playstation (laughs) it's not on my smart tv you gotta have like an amazon fire stick so luckily upstairs i can i can do that well i am upstairs it's right there (laughs) Um, right there and uh or you just gotta have a modern day apple tv because even my old ass apple tv doesn't have that so guess what i'm not watching yeah not utilizing it because what am i going to watch it on
0: i have Uh, it on
1: watch on my phone but this is another Mm. bad thing so you're going to limit yourself to the xfinity members which that's cool if you have xfinity but here's the thing you've got the cable so what are you going to pay more for this or is it just free um I don't know. I, I don't know about it. I'm gonna, I'll stay. I know like they'll have The Office and they'll have Parks and Rec. So there's some good shows there.
0: Um, now will The
1: by, by the Bell reboot is a bad
0: idea. Yeah, no. Now will Netflix <laughs> still have Parks and Rec and The Office as well, or are they getting rid of it at some point soon? At just some like- point
1: that contract's gonna end and those will go over to the NBC show, um, the NBC app, which, God peacock
0: network <laughs> you
1: now good luck yep well terrible name though
0: yeah it's an awful yeah. name now the thing is if, if you have cable um it can be expensive you know we uh, we don't have cable here we do everything purely streaming uh lucky enough that i get hulu through my spotify um subscription. I get Disney plus through my Verizon wireless subscription. And then I get Apple TV plus through, uh, having a Apple iPhone or having purchased one here. Excellent.
1: Yeah. It's uh there's definitely good ways to get your streaming, but you start adding that up and it's pricey, man. It, yeah. It's very expensive. And, uh, I know any more networks, they know what's up. They're like people do streaming versus actually watching the live TV. But, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Th- I'm on the fence with this just because like everything that they're showing right now doesn't look overly exciting to no. me. I'm kind of scrolling through this. I mean, Law & Order, that's cool. Um, that's definitely not a bad thing to get. Yeah. Um, of course as I'm scrolling I'm getting all these pop-up ads so I could
0: <laughs> yep. not really
1: see everything.
0: This is low on my list. Um I think the next one that I'd actually pay for is probably HBO Max.
1: Oh, absolutely. Which... Because you got Friends on there and you got Game of Thrones and you got um everything that HBO's ever done. Yeah.
0: Well, and so that's... and Warner Media. So, um DC Universe is going to be wrapped up into there as well. So you don't have to have a separate DC Universe subscription. Um Which that one's good. going to be well worth it. Fifteen bucks a month, but still, you know, it's it's a lot of good content.
1: Yeah, I would definitely do that over this. So there. um there we go. So that's that. Um you guys can read more. If you want to see what's gonna be on the Peacock Network, we will have this on our Facebook page. Feel free to go there. There's another little shameless plug and then if you, subs- if you follow us on Facebook, you'll get those in your feed, so you'll be up to date with what we're talking about, so check that out.
0: Yep. All right, speaking of HBO and HBO Max, and uh, before I get into the story, Tone, while I'm talking about this, maybe uh, try and turn your um, microphone output up a little bit. For whatever reason, uh, you've gotten a little quiet. A little on the quiet. A little quiet. Either. So while Tony's working on that, uh, I'll give you guys the rundown on this. So... Uh, Watchmen on HBO which was a huge hit I mean based on everything that was coming out about it and and people just loved it it was kind of predetermined that there'd be a second season. Now, with that being said, HBO is unlikely to move ahead with the second season of their critically acclaimed comic book show, Watchmen, unless series creator Damon Lindelof is involved. uh, Something Lindelof has repeatedly stressed he's not interested in doing. Quote, it would be hard to imagine doing it without Damon involved in some way. HBO programming president Casey Bloys conceded in an interview Wednesday with USA Today. Um, You know, it's Lindelof, who, if you don't recognize the name, uh, was sort of the brains behind Lost. And uh, it's interesting that he would step away from it. But, uh, you know, he left the door open to a to it a little bit uh if the right idea struck him he said i would definitely be inclined to pursue it there's no guarantee of if and when that'll happen so my guess is the folks at hbo are scrambling and pushing really hard to get him back involved but i wouldn't expect to see a season two here um, anytime soon at least all right testing testing that is way better Way better. Okay. Way better. Now we've now
1: centered the microphone right here.
0: <laughs> and so, um, one of the things that I've heard, sort of just through the grapevine, is that uh, what they may look at doing if Lindelof can't get involved is bringing in different creators and doing sort of a anthology style, like they did with Fargo. Um, you know, telling different stories with different characters. And, you know, maybe taking it that way, giving, you know, different creative outputs for folks to uh, see what they can do.
1: Well, hopefully they do that. It'd be awesome uh, to keep it going. Everything I've heard has been positive about Watchmen on HBO. And I know every everyone that's been into that so far has been very disappointed to hear that. Uh, that he's out and you know sometimes you change showrunners uh it can get bad but it, it's not necessarily a bad thing because uh walking dead did do that uh going in from season one to season two and everyone was like uh was it frank uh Durbin?
0: frank uh, darabont
1: darabont okay so he he got bought out then he got Done, he was one of the original show creators, and it was kind of like, oof, how's this gonna do, you know? Because he's so great in the first season, and you know, they were able to go on a nice long run before it kind of got stale, so, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it finally has turned into a corpse at this point.
0: Well, and the funny thing is that it went stale when it changed showrunners again, um, uh, over to god, what's his name, um. Oh, he is the the special effects guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Dang it!
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit on this one. Um, I his name's on the tip of my tongue, and now everyone's like, "Oh gosh, just this is who it is, you idiots!" <laughs> um, oh god,
0: it's gonna bug me. Yeah, don't worry. Not Scott I, Gimple, I, I, but uh, Nick something or other. <laughs> I thought Gimple was a. Uh, He's one of the so co-creators. He's one of the co-creators, but... Um, oh, Greg Nicotero. Greg Nicotero, thank I you. saw his
1: face in there, yeah. <laughs> because It used to be Frank Darabont, and, uh, you know, Gimple is one of the producers. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like we said, it hasn't been... That has been very good lately, but uh, no. I think it's-
0: I don't know if it's back on or it's coming back soon. Well, and just to sort of wrap up the thoughts on uh, Watchmen, um, I watched, I want to say four episodes of it before I switched over to Verizon. So I lost my subscription that I had through my AT&T. So I don't know how it ends, but I'll have to wait till HBO Max comes out to find yeah. it out. So and chime in what you guys
1: think of that. I mean, if you guys were fans of that, you know, let us know and don't spoil it. Let us know what you think. If this show should continue, should it not continue? Just keep us in the
0: loop. Yeah. The other one I'm bummed I missed is the season or sorry, series finale of uh, Silicon Valley. And so I've watched every season, every episode up into up until the series finale, and then I lost my HBO subscription. So
1: no, we need Vader for that one. Bummer.
0: <laughs> All right, going back to the Walking Dead. Are um,
1: we going back? Okay.
0: We are going back. So we were talking a little bit about the original Walking Dead. Don't know when that's coming back for another season. But with that being said, AMC has announced that The Walking Dead World Beyond will premiere on Sunday, April 12th at 10 p.m. Eastern, right after the season 10 finale of The Walking Dead. So um, I would assume we have to wait till October for... Season 11 on that. But uh, this series will be the third installment in AMC's The Walking Dead franchise and will be the second spin off series, with Fear of the Walking Dead being first. World Beyond will be delving into a new mythology, a story that follows the first generation raised in a surviving civilization of the post apocalyptic world. So it's a prequel of sorts, which Fear of the Walking Dead basically was as well. Um, we we've talked about it before. My thought is aligned with Tony's where, you know, they're almost better off doing it in sort of that anthology style, wrap up the first walking dead, move on to fear the walking dead, then move on to this one, as opposed to trying to have three separate stories going on at the same time with completely separate timelines.
1: The oversaturated. I I really think that, uh, you know, kind of, borrow along the lines of American horror story, right? Each season's its own story. And then we get to season two, it's a whole new story, new characters, and just go f- kind of like that would be pretty sweet. I think you could keep uh as long as there's a beginning, a middle and an end for a whole season, I think that's a good call. Cause at this point, do we really, you know, as much as I, I love, you know, Daryl Dixon and all that stuff, um, I just, I'm ready for it to end. i I just ready for that story to wrap up.
0: It's, right.
1: And, oh! <laughs> like, and you can have some. All the characters we really invested in. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, you don't even have Andrew Lincoln on the show anymore and they're trying to spin that into a big ass movie now. And it's like, oh God, just wrap it up, please.
0: Well, and if they do it that way in that anthology style, you can take a couple of the characters and sort of bridge the gap you know, where they carry over into the next storyline to some degree, but then it's sort of a passing of the baton and just keep things going that way.
1: Yeah, that that would be cool. Just, you know, you, you if you want to develop the next character to get rolling with the next one, you know, finish up that story and then, like you said, tie it all together. So, you are like, oh, makes sense. I've seen him on that other one. That was cool. Or, yeah. Yeah but either way you guys chime in on our facebook you know if you're streaming along you will feel free to chime in below and uh let us know what you think i mean you want to see this show keep going you still love it you hate it like what's going on let us know I think it's getting a little stale from my yep.
0: life. And if you are listening on the podcast, you can find uh, our uh, Facebook page on facebook.com forward slash proton podcast um, or on Instagram at proton podcast.
1: Yes. Another shameless plug.
0: all right uh, moving on speaking of uh, more streaming services so marvel will reportedly not move forward with the howard the duck and tigra and dazzler animated shows on hulu uh, even though modok and hit monkey are supposedly still in production uh, but the offender special that was supposed to bring them all together uh, will not happen Uh, they say that uh, hulu is reportedly not involved with the cancellation although the walt disney company fully controls both hulu and marvel howard the duck and tigra and dazzler were announced back in february alongside modok and hip monkey and uh the hollywood reporter writes or reports that the writing team for tigra and dazzler series was fired in december due to quote unquote creative differences Uh, they were (laughs) They were supposedly on a 20-week schedule for production and were already in week 15 with scripts and outlines completed. Those were supposedly tossed aside in favor of finding a new showrunner. Kevin Smith, who was working on Howard the Duck, uh, said as recently as last month that it's so far so good for the series um, according to flickering myth. So... You know, we, we had talked about it before that, you know, Hulu's involvement with the Marvel franchises obviously um, aren't canon. They're not part of the Marvel cinematic universe. These were sort of standalones like um, uh, what's what's the one that's on there, the runaways?
1: Runaways on Free Foam. Everyone watched that show. That was my favorite.
0: Free foam? Free foam, right? Freeform. Freeform. <laughs> what was that stupid channel called? Hey, yeah, it's it's freeform. Freeform, yeah. uh, I call it Freeform. What it used to be, ABC Family.
1: Yeah, yeah. ABC Family, and then before that, I think uh, Lifetime Network. Maybe.
0: Yeah, and all all of these were animated projects, and so it's. Uh, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm bummed if uh, Howard the Duck doesn't go through. Well, obviously, since not, so never mind. <laughs> like I thought, you know, um, that could have been good. Uh, especially with kevin smith behind it would have been neat um but you know on the plus note he, kevin smith is he's so busy he's got so many projects going on i mean i know he's doing a reboot of um masters of the universe for netflix that could be good um, maybe howard the Duck is probably just better off with that we're probably good with it yeah. um Keep him for a cameo for Guardians Volume Three, and I'm good. Volume Three, Volume, <laughs> Volume Three. How was the Doc? I want some <laughs> Doc titty,
0: please.
1: Still my uh, favorite part of that cheesy '86 George Lucas
0: film. Right. Uh, so yeah, and I had a feeling that this was going to sort of go on the wayside, at least in Kevin Smith's hands, because he's been working so hard on the Masters of the Universe uh, reboot one quick note on the kevin smith front is uh you recently uploaded uh jay and silent bob reboot to um uh voodoo
1: voodoo i went out to the walmart and i bought it joe lane (laughs) 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 i gave kevin smith that 15 bucks little man yeah
0: had had a chance to watch it. it was hilarious obviously it's more funny if you are familiar with the previous View Askew movies. Um, Jessie wasn't, so she found a lot of it funny, but but not all of it. And uh, it was interesting that, uh, I don't know if you got this feeling tone, but uh, as you got further in the movie, uh, things seemed almost a little bit like cheesier. You know, the whole Comic-Con or... or uh, Chronic-Con? Chronic-Con. Dishes man. That whole segment felt like it was shot on uh, just an iPhone. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it really did. And uh, it just, uh, it wasn't the best of them all, but, you know, definitely it had its moments. It was definitely funny. I I still like Jay Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back better. That was was
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But, you know. For a reboot and all that stuff, not too shabby. Tons
0: Um, of cameos.
1: Tons tons of cameos. I think there's tons of one-liners, too. But again, you got to be a VUSQ fan to to even remotely like it. If you don't like that, then you're not going to. It's just like a low-budget, cheesy... Stoner flick. Yep. And I got a feeling if you don't know uh, when Bill and Ted come back, if you're not aware of Bill and Ted and you probably go into the third one, you're probably going to be like, eh, right, <laughs> you're not going to get it. You got to know. Him,
0: so. And the movie was full of literal, oh, sorry, figurative and even some literal uh, um, winks to the camera. You know, yeah. things where they were talking boldly about exactly what they were doing in the state of hollywood um and then a few where they looked directly at the camera and uh, i think that was handled handled masterfully but uh, you know it, it had some cheesy stuff but uh, for the most part if you enjoy view askew check out jay and silent bob reboot zang zang all right so moving back over to the tv side of things uh talking marvel and disney plus talking marvel and disney plus what up it uh looks like the falcon and the winter soldier release date has actually been moved up to august uh, of this year and uh if you watch the super bowl there was a nice little <gasps> tease of uh, not only Falcon and Winter Soldier, but also WandaVision and Loki as well. Um, I'm excited for these. These look like a lot of fun.
1: I am, too. When I, I didn't even think about it. When I was watching the Super Bowl after yelling, it, after yelling when uh, Darlene started kicking Uncle Jesse's ass at the <laughs> end, you know, and so you see, and the, that for that, it's a, it's a meme with Patrick Mahomes is Darlene from Roseanne. Uncle Jesse is Garoppolo, and Darlene won. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways the uh, when i saw the opening scene and you saw cap shield um in that tree and you're just like what is this like it didn't even dawn on me like this was a tv spot I'm just no like, i
0: was thinking i was
1: like what's going on did i miss something how, how did i not know of this i kind of felt like brody from mall rats like stan lee is here in my mall <laughs> and you just don't know and it's like uh then it jumps in and it's like and then you see WandaVision and then it goes back and forth and then you see some of Loki, And then I'm just like, I'm, I'm in, I'm invested. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm getting excited about Disney plus again.
0: Because
1: <laughs> Mandalorian's been gone for, you know, a couple weeks. So I haven't really turned on my Disney plus,
0: uh, you know, honestly, I haven't either. But... And it's not
1: a knock. It's a great service. It's, it's hella worth it. It just, eh. I was, you know, there is going to be a reason we'll get into that in a few, but, um, definitely, um, just the trailers up on our Facebook page. If you didn't get a chance to see it, you'll see what we're talking about. But dude, I got, I got really excited to see this cause it looks big budget, man. And I like the fact that these are low end bookend shows. Like we've been discussing, you know, little anthologies, little bits and pieces to kind of tell more of that story.
0: Yeah. Limited series. Now, uh, the, uh, little clips of WandaVision. Yeah. I, I don't know your thoughts, but my immediate thought was, you know, obviously uh, vision was destroyed in infinity yep. war. And Still my,
1: alert, but yeah,
0: yeah. My guess is that they're working on, you know, putting them back together and that uh, everything that happens within this WandaVision, you know, going back to old, you know, fifties and sixties sitcom television. And, and that whole look is uh, maybe all, happening inside vision's brain with uh, wanda able to uh, interact with him somehow
1: that's a good way to take it i did like her in her vintage classic scarlet witch outfit yeah very nice
0: that was a nice little nod so i thought
1: i would have double thumbs up in olsen it's <laughs> hot Olson. i ain't gonna lie
0: that's true it is true yes yeah, so august for the falcon and winter soldier and then it looks like december for wandavision so I can't uh can't wait man it's gonna be good but loki man loki when you
1: see tom hiddleston right there and he's oh man i cannot wait to see where that goes because as you know the reason why this show exists is because he had he was able to take the tesseract again in the alternate 2012 yeah it gets confusing it's time right. travel deal with it <laughs> Uh, But when he escaped with it, that's where we go, man. We jump right from that scene when uh, Tony Stark gets railroaded by uh, the Hulk when he's all pissed off. And yeah, uh, I'm excited,
0: man. I am, too. Now, I don't know if you saw, there were pictures that emerged of um, a new Captain America for the show. And it was the character who ends up becoming U.S. agent. And so, uh, you know, it's it's nice to see somebody, you know, suiting up in the Captain America outfit, but it's going to be interesting to see how they how they do that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really neat. I actually didn't catch that, so I'll go back and check that out. But uh, yeah, very cool to see where we take, uh, you know, after the events. I'm just – I feel like it's been forever since Endgame, and I know it's been – almost a year but I feel like it's been forever and and even though we're going into the next phase with Marvel with Black Widow and man the trailer spots from the Super Bowl just oh. make that look good and I'm with you I think Taskmaster Taskmaster is Black Widow's sister I, I, I think one. that's gonna all kind of tie in I'm, I'm with you I'm on board with that um, but damn watching those trailers just I'm getting giddy man and then I had to explain to my uncle, who doesn't really watch comic book movies, these things are stupid. And he's just like, wait a minute. And he goes, didn't... I heard she died. Didn't she die? Like, why is she back? And I'm like, well, it's comic books. People always come back. But two, this is a prequel, so this happened right. before all this. And he goes... I hate prequels, too. They're stupid. <laughs> no, prequels are more ways to make money and tell more
0: stories. Right. Yeah. I'm okay if they're done right. If I remember correctly, it takes place between Civil War and Infinity War, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense.
1: I, I, I want to know what happened in Budapest. They keep talking about Budapest. <laughs> Let's find out what happened in Budapest. I think
0: we man. just might.
1: Local local sheriff from uh, Washoe County, County needs to tell us what happened in Budapest. There Friend is. of the show, Jeremy Ritter. Come on. Tell us.
0: <laughs> All right. Sticking with Disney Plus and some more concerning news uh, in the world of Star Wars on Disney Plus, you uh, McGregor has confirmed that to IGN that despite disney plus obi-wan kenobi series being put on hold its uh release date has not been changed uh he basically said uh, it's just slid to next year that's all the scripts were really good i think now that episode 9 came out and everyone at Lucasfilms got more time to spend on the writing they felt like they wanted more time to spend on the writing sort of doubling back on himself there uh I've read about 80, 90% of what they've written so far, and it's really, really good. Instead of shooting this August, they just wanna start shooting in January, that's all. Nothing more dramatic than that. It often happens in projects. They just want to to push it to next year. It will still have the same release date. I don't think it'll it'll affect the release date. They're still shooting towards having the show release when it was going to be originally. So uh, aside from you, McGregor repeating himself quite often <laughs> um it, it's tough to say you know is that what he was told to say is there really some things happening over there in lucas land that uh you know could put it on an indefinite hold but uh
1: oh man i hope not like this is a show i'm very excited to see I am so, too. Man, i'm sure like you know, like you everybody it's into star wars i'm stoked that ewan mcgregor is back as obi-wan and if it if it's if it's for the better of the show to make it what they hope it could be, then yeah, I'm I'm on board. But yeah, January that's a it's like that's a long time away,
0: man. And that's when they would start shooting it. That's not even when we would see it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, so sadly we have to wait for that for a while. You know what we'll be in our forties when that happens. Yep. You know what we don't have to wait a long time for though, Tone. What is that? The Mandalorian season two is coming in October. Woohoo! I don't have a (laughs) yes. I'm stoked. That's good. That's way sooner
1: than we had thought.
0: Oh, totally. You know, I was figuring, um, you know, late. In the year, I mean, December, maybe even January of next year, but uh, nope, they have uh, confirmed it will be October 2020. Uh, The announcement was made by Walt Disney boss Bob Iger during the company's quarterly earnings call. Iger went on to say that Baby Yoda has taken the world by storm and promised that more consumer products featuring, quote unquote, the child will be hitting the market in the coming months. Um, Of course,
1: it's a moneymaker. Why would you not?
0: Yep. And in fact, uh, wow! If you check out—I uh, don't know if you're looking at the same thing I am—tone, but uh, life-size side, statue, sideshow collectibles, who makes fantastic statues, has a life-size child statue that goes for three hundred and fifty dollars, but it looks amazing.
1: It does it looks like that? And again, you guys can check that out. That's on our Facebook page, and uh, oh yeah, it's. Really well done. I mean, that from the hair to the cute little face. I mean, I'm not spending 350 bucks no. on this thing. I don't really have that kind of money to do dumb stuff like that. I know. Let me rephrase. It's not dumb, obviously, because I spend <laughs> silly stuff. But I don't know, man. 350 is a lot, though. A little baby Yoda right here would look pretty good. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe is we that- start a GoFundMe page. I He's think he'd uh, he'd look good chilling there on those. Uh, that what, your...
1: maybe like with a little proton pack podcast t-shirt oh, yeah,
0: man.
1: pimp some merch. She could be our shameless plug every week. So
0: that'd be cool. Yeah, did you say start a GoFundMe? Yeah, we should start a GoFundMe
1: page yeah. for that so we can get one.
0: <laughs> we need one at your place and mine. You know? There you go.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to transfer the child. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's a good moneymaker. I'm excited that the show's coming back. I did read in the article that they're already talking about some spinoffs. Yeah, maybe hold off um, a little bit on that. Let's just focus on the story at hand. Let's see what's next for uh, Mando and um, the child. And please, let's not do what we did, um, you know, with uh, where we had baby Groot and then uh, make him teenage. I don't need teenage Yoda. Let's just, baby Yoda's cute. Let's roll with that.
0: Well, I mean, they'd have to essentially jump ahead fifty years because if he's a baby and it's he's fifty years old, uh, I think he's going to stay a child for a while.
1: Yeah, I do. Oh, fingers crossed! So, um, I'm excited for it. I think you know, I'm I'm glad that they're they've they're not making us wait like terribly too long. Um, this was a this was a. A smart idea and excellent idea for them to kick off disney plus with this show and i love the fact that they did it week by week just like a regular tv show i mean i'm glad we weren't able to binge it it actually made it made you want to watch it more yeah yeah and it plus it just made you like to hold you over you just went back and watched the same episode again so see if you missed anything i've Which watched most- most shows you don't go do that you know you watch it and you're
0: just like cool moving forward i've watched the series three times yeah. <laughs> once <laughs> on my own once when the boys came out and then uh, we started again with uh jesse's dad and and uh brother and sister-in-law and nieces and nephews. Yeah. And so
1: you can't go wrong with the show. It's an easy watch and it's not long seeing they got it right. They didn't overdo it by giving you a show that took flipping forever to watch. And I'm using my hands to talk apparently, but you know, sometimes when shows are too damn long, you don't want to sit through them. You're kind of like, oof, that's a marathon. I'm good.
0: Yep. You know, now, if you can't wait until October, you want to get your Star Wars fix on Disney plus. October. Disney has dropped a new trailer for season 7 of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which returns for its final, final, final season this February 21st. Um, If you watched The Clone Wars originally when it was out on Disney XD, um, great series, uh, easy enough to, you know, watch a a 21-minute episode, uh, you know, bust out four of them in in a couple hours uh enough time to get caught up before the 21st but uh this final season looks amazing
1: oh absolutely i haven't even finished the clone wars in its entirety i'm on season two i think maybe late season two i don't remember because i was watching it before uh, disney plus so now that's on disney plus it's easier but i just haven't done it yet but um watching this trailer is fantastic um I'm trying to gauge, like, does this take place? I'm hoping that this will take place kind of right before Revenge of the Sith, but then maybe at the end of it, like after it's happened, you know, after um, Order 66 has come down and then Anakin has turned bad at this point. Um, And I'd like to know what happened to Ahsoka, you know? uh, Yeah. I mean, showed up in Rebels, spoiler alert, if you watch Star Wars Rebels, yeah. and that took place long after all of this. So she does eventually face Vader at some point. But uh, be interesting to see uh, uh, where, and if you guys don't know who Ahsoka is, she is um, um, the Padme, basically, not Padme, the Padawan. Padawan. <laughs> you know, Padme's Anakin's wife, uh the Padawan to Anakin Skywalker. So, you know, while Obi trained Anakin, Anakin trained Ahsoka, but you never saw that in the movies that always just took place on the show, which is a damn shame that this character didn't make an appearance other than voice in any of the movies.
0: Right, which would have been nice, but uh, this series is part of the canon. So even though she didn't appear in the movies, she exists in that Star Wars universe.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see where it was. And the fact that Darth Maul finally gets to be the badass that we had hoped he would have been in in The Phantom Menace, he looks just wicked in this uh, poster. Again, you can see it on Facebook if you haven't seen it. But uh, that trailer with just her standing tall, and you've got kind of a dark-looking Anakin right here. You got Obi looking here. You got the clones and just a badass um, Darth Maul staring you down right there. So.
0: What's yep. and we don't have to wait long. February twenty first,
1: twenty first, and uh, the trailer is it looks good. It looks really good.
0: And just like Mandalorian, it's being rolled out week by week, so they're not just dumping them all at once.
1: Oh, good, good. I like that. Yeah, you no, know, I think that's just smart take. I mean, it it, it leaves like I said with the previous, um, uh, you know, talking about the Mandalorian, how I liked it. It was weak. It left you wanting more. You know, like you can binge watch stuff on Netflix and that's fine and dandy. But once you're done, you're done. Yep. Like, Okay, that's done. Next.
0: <laughs> All so. right. Speaking of next, that does it for our TV segment. Uh, now it's time to get into our weekly box office. It's before. such a
1: stupid face I'm doing for those watching. Sorry.
0: <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are sticking with us, um, This is going to be a supersized episode. We're already uh, 44 minutes into the episode, and we've only gotten through TV. Um, So hang with us and and just know that uh, this sort of makes up for us not putting one out over the last couple weeks.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the big size, and that's why we didn't do it live. So if you're watching it, you know.
0: All right. Yep, yep. Didn't want to get too late for you guys. Yeah all right box office report uh number one for a third straight week in a row is bad boys for life brought in another 17.6 million bringing its domestic total to 148 million and uh worldwide total is 290.7 Oh my. He's on fire. So I need from, to get caught up. I'm on last week's box office. Jeez Louise. Uh-oh.
1: I was like, wait, my number doesn't jive with that, but there we go.
0: You're living in the past there, Tone.
1: I'm living in the past, and what are you going to do about it, Jabrodes?
0: <laughs> Great movie. Um, oh, pff,
1: awesome. Did for, we, a, for a threequel, man, for a third one in the chapter, you know, usually the third ones suck,
0: but. I don't even remember back to our last episode did we review bad boys for life
1: no i don't think we did if we did i don't remember but uh here we are we'll give you a real quick one quick review bite size two thumbs up you can see that go see this movie it is awesome awesome. so much fun
0: hilarious action pack
1: a damn good flick
0: man oh funny violent
1: yes a lot of throwbacks to the second movie so if you're a big fan of bad boys 2 you really will love the jokes if you haven't seen bad boys 2 please go see it so that way a lot of their reference jokes will make sense to you and they even tie some of the stuff to the original but a lot of throwbacks
0: to the second Um, both movies are on netflix right now and i don't know anybody who doesn't have netflix so go watch that check it out all three are good man there's
1: not one bad movie in the Bad Boys franchise. All three of them are fantastic. The only qualm I would say is I would have left out Bad Boys for Life. I would have got rid of that for Life title and called it Bad Boys Three.
0: Yep. My only qualm is that uh, Michael Bay had a cameo appearance in yeah. the movie and was terrible.
1: Yeah. Well, he didn't direct it. Thank God. Yeah. And he, he should at that wedding he was at he should have had a he should have had a transformer there for his date.
0: All right. In second place, also hanging on to that spot is the World War One thriller. 1917 brought in another nine point six million. Boy, that is a huge drop from number one to number two. I guess it was a pretty slow weekend at the movies
1: yeah definitely i mean only 9.6 but we're going through that weird phase right now where a lot a lot of big flicks are you getting a lot of the scary movies or a lot of the little guys a lot of the academy award movies
0: oscar contenders yeah
1: yeah um great things i've heard about 1917 i have not gotten a chance to see this i mean i'm kind of slipping in the whole movie category of going um, we do have an AMC here in Fort Collins. It is a pile of Dookie. Um, <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm, I'm saying Dookie because I'm not cussing tonight. But um, they do have an uh, awesome Cinemark up here. And I uh, just haven't made it to go see that yet. But um, from what I hear, a fantastic movie
0: and uh actually pile of dookie is a nice segue to the number thir- number three movie um robert downey jr in doolittle made 7.7 7 million uh, apparently that movie is a pile of garbage i i think oh, the, little. <laughs> I, th- I think the rotten Tomatoes score is low i think it's in the 20s yeah, I,
1: yeah, it's. I mean, it is bad. If we go to Rotten Tomatoes this week, oh, Jiminy, as my grandma would say. She <laughs> was always saying Jiminy, but was,
0: she's a Filipino lady, Jiminy. Apparently, it was a big fall for uh, you know Robert Downey Jr., who you know just came off Avengers Endgame with a brilliant performance, and not so much with this one.
1: Yeah, no, uh, Bad Boys for Life is a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, 1917, 89%, and Poo Little, 16%. 16,
0: wow. 16. That's awful. Mother lover. (laughs) Terrible. All right, in fourth place. Order 66. Yes, get rid of that in fourth place was the new PG-13 horror movie Gretel and Hansel with six million um, starring Alice Krieg and Sophia Lillis who played the young Beverly in It and uh, was directed by Oz Perkins I know nothing about this movie
1: yeah that's Hansel he's so hot right now (laughs) give me Hansel and Gretel the uh, witch hunters yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, this one looks like a pile.
0: Of... Speaking of our friend Jer- Jeremy Renner.
1: Yeah, not the poop, but uh, he was the 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 the, the witch hunter one. Yeah, not this poop one. Right. I uh, got a fifty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so kind of right in the middle there.
0: <laughs> uh, fifth place, Guy Ritchie's R-rated ensemble, Crime Story, The Gentleman, with $6 million, uh slipping by 44% from its opening last weekend. Uh, stars Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Hugh Grant, Michelle Dockery, Colin Farrell, and Henry Golding. And we're going to get your review oh, here. We'll review soon. Just a uh, minute. You got a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Uh, I will let you know if I agree with that.
0: All right. Uh, Let's see. That was fifth place, sixth place. Why is it saying that it was in seventh place? Did they screw it up? I think they might have screwed it up. Interesting.
1: Yeah, because it is sixth place. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, that's sixth.
0: Yeah. Jumanji, the next level, which was a fun, fun, fun movie with the rock. What Kevin is Hart. Jumanji? <laughs> Another one that's well worth seeing in the theaters.
1: Yeah, 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. And here on the Proton Pack, we both gave it two thumbs up. It is a great, fun sequel. Maybe not as good as the original reboot one, but it is a very fun film. And Karen Gillian, uh, so hot, a very big fan. Thank you very much.
0: (laughs) In seventh place was Star Wars Rise of Skywalker with another 3.1 million. It has now reached the worldwide total of 1.05 billion, making... Disney a whole buttload more money. Um, what
1: a flop of a movie! I mean, that thing just tanked.
0: Woo! <laughs> <gasps> eighth place was a horror movie that you saw, Tony, and you can give us just a one-liner uh, uh, review of that. We're talking *The Turning* with three million.
1: Oh my god! Thirteen percent on the 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 Rotten Tomatoes. And- <laughs> Oh, Jiminy! So, this movie, you're just gonna wanna run away. Don't waste your time. Just a complete pile of dog. It was terrible. Two thumbs down. Worst ending I've ever seen in in the movie. I think even worse than The Witch. I mean, it was. The movie was more entertaining than The Witch, but the ending. The ending! What the hell? It was stupid!
0: And that's pretty sad. I'll
1: tell you one more off air. Just don't see it. Right. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody in case you do want to see it. But far, far away. The only good thing I can say about this movie is the girl I went on a date with for this. Very nice. Uh, like her. She's cool. Um, it was her pick of a movie, so I'm not. I'm not faulting her for that. It was. It was an enjoyable company, but a terrible movie. Terrible. Terrible. Horrible.
0: Yeah, it's pretty sad when uh, its Rotten Tomatoes score is worse than Doolittle.
1: Yeah, it's under Poo Little Man, which makes me not want to see Pooh Little.
0: <laughs> Ninth place was the drama Little Women with three million, which I heard was pretty good. If you're into that sort of thing, which I am not, so if you are, I guess go see it.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna give that one a.
0: Bazinga! There we go. There you go. And 95% then... 95% on
1: Rotten Tomatoes. Thank you.
0: All right. Uh, rounding out the top 10 was the new R-rated drama, The Rhythm Section, at $2.8 million. Uh, My parents went and saw it. They were unimpressed.
1: The Rhythm is going to get you. It got 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> oh, good for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... Uh some really good movies in that top 10, some not so great movies. Uh, And then this upcoming weekend, we get, uh, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, Birds of Prey, which I am still, the jury is still out in my mind until I see it. I will see it, but uh, I'm not going in with high hopes.
1: No, I gave it a so-so on uh, Pop Culture Kaboom, uh, which is kind of just a matinee. Like, I'm going to see it. Like, you're going to see it. Um, I think going low expectations, maybe that raises that. Um, Sometimes movies do that for you and it's not so bad. Um, Also coming out this week is The Lodge. That was the other movie we were talking about, uh, which is uh, kind of a poor man's version of uh, The Shining. Yep. Um, It's already getting an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, and then there is Come to Daddy. I don't know anything about that. And then we danced. That's coming out. I don't know who's in that. And then Pandora and the Flying Dutchman. Yes! I gave it a touch brown on <laughs> um, Pop Culture Kaboom. But that is also what you got coming out this
0: week in the movie. All right. Before we get into our movie news, Tony, give us a review of The Gentleman, directed the gentleman, by Guy Ritchie. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, of course, you know, I saw I saw The Gentleman... Uh, couple weeks ago and uh, I went in like like actually not with high expectations. I just thought, Hey, Guy Ritchie, you know, Matthew McConaughey, the trailer looks really good. Um, I went in and I was extremely disappointed. Seriously. Uh, Yeah. The first hour man is a snooze fest. I actually wanted to walk out on this movie. It was so boring. Um, basically it was Charlie Hunnam, his character, was cooking a steak for Hugh Grant while they told the story. But then they kept changing, like, oh, that's not how he would do this. Like, they they tell the story of what Matthew McConaughey's crime boss would do, and then they kind of would, no, that's not how they would do it. This is how it would really go. And, um, now, with that being said, the first hour, I was I was not sold on this. And And by the way, if you go into the movie, and if you're highly offended by the see you next Tuesday, AKA the C word, if you're offended by that, don't see this because <laughs> that's every other word. It's cheeky and British, and it that part's kind of good. There's a lot, and if you're a big fan of Guy Ritchie, there's a lot of Easter eggs for Guy Ritchie stuff, so that's kind of fun to look at while you're being bored. Um, but once that hour's up and they kind of tie the story together and they kind of loops and connects to these things and they get from where they were telling the story to actually in the movie where they're at present time because it's all about the build to get to this point. It's just a long ass build, but when you're in it, not half bad. Okay. It was okay. Um, I cannot recommend you paying full price to see this movie. I cannot recommend maybe matinee red box streaming. So it's a so, so it's just okay. Um, if i gave it a horrible review ranking i'd give it a three out of five and it's just because the way it all tied together at the end um not a bad ending um it just my problem was it took too damn long to get to that point where i was pretty much checked out by the time we got together so not a bad flick though it was okay
0: all right all right good to know all right, now that we've uh, gotten the review under our belt, let's head on into our movie news. Oh. Are you the Keymaster? master? Back it up, fuzzball. Uh, we came, we saw, we kicked it down. It's baby hit 38
1: miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious shit.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Movie news brings us to our trailer of the week, and that is Fast and Furious 9, or Fast 9, if you like to abbreviate things. Fast 9, man. And uh, it looks like more of just the sort of over-the-top fun action that you come to expect from a Fast and Furious movie. Of course, you will not be seeing The Rock or Jason Statham in it uh, because of the falling out between The Rock and Vin Diesel. But to make up for it, they brought in uh, John Cena, who uh, is coming in as a pretty legitimate movie star now.
1: You, Anymore, know, yeah. you can't see me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you okay. know, That's sadly wrestlers who make the transition over to movies don't always work out. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper is one of those, <laughs> even though they Bonesaw's live as a classic. Ready. Bonesaw.
1: <laughs> Mr. Nanny. What you gonna do,
0: brother? Brother. But of course, The Rock is one of the biggest movie stars in the world coming from that um, you know, from the from the world of professional wrestling. Yep, yep. The World Wildlife Federation. It doesn't matter
1: what you think. But, oh yeah.
0: You know, John Cena's good. I, I enjoyed him in Bumblebee. He was great in uh, Blockers or C Blockers or whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call that. Peacock Blockers. Cock Blockers. Peacock. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing distinguishing about this movie based on the trailer the only thing i would
1: say about it is aside from the ridiculous like car stuff that you're used to say come on you're gonna drive off of a cliff and get magically hooked by a wire to swing after charlize theron pulls a dr robotnik and flies over john cena's car midair and swoops it up and they fly away okay so there's definitely this is a cheese ball but that's okay. That's what these movies, they, they have the fun action, the good, you know, the humor. Um, but yeah, some of the stuff's just, you gotta leave your, uh, what is it? Suspend your, uh,
0: suspension of disbelief.
1: Exactly. You gotta do that going into these movies and, uh, hell of a cast. Um, they are going to bring back Paul Walker for this CGI.
0: Interesting. Deep you know, fake. I don't know
1: if that's a good idea. Maybe it's not very long. Um, luckily paul walker's brothers do look very much like him so they'll be doing the a lot of that stuff but the face will be kind of what we've seen in like rise of skywalker and some of the marvel movies so um brian shaw will be back in some form in this movie um the one big thing i didn't like about this trailer was they revealed that uh john cena is um, Vin Diesel's brother. I right. didn't like that. I would have liked to have learned that through storytelling, but here nor there, I will be there for F9. They will be making, I think yeah, they've agreed to do up to 10 and then they're done. No more. Just,
0: yeah.
1: You're going to end it. That's why they call it the saga. So just F9. Big saga. Yeah. It's a big ass saga. And who would have thought just drag racing and undercar cars, you know, from the early two thousands to now. So, I'm a sucker for him I like him and I also don't understand how in the hell they brought Han back. That'll be interesting. He's, again, another surprise
0: they shouldn't have spoiled. But, right. But if you're going you into know. this movie expecting uh, flawless storytelling, then uh, nah. you are sorely I mistaken.
1: Went in the, I went into Hobbs and Shaw with low expectations. I thought that was going to be really terrible. And I really enjoyed that. I
0: one. did too. <laughs> I
1: thought it was just a fun action, in-your-face, F-you flick. It was great. I dug it.
0: And even though this saga is going to end soon, uh, Hobbs and Shaw is going to continue for my guess, at least two to three more movies.
1: No, oh, absolutely. Why not? They, the chemistry's there. The, the box office was there. And, you know, it's, you know, as long as I think, as long as there's an audience, these movies will just keep happening. And plus it's a good moneymaker for Universal. So why not?
0: Yeah, it's their biggest franchise right now.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's something I, you will be able to catch on that Peacock service. Um, right. It looks like they'll eventually be throwing Fast and the Furious stuff on there. So um, as NBC owns that, and that's uh, it's a good, good franchise to have. So,
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, moving away from Fast and the Furious and on to the namesake of this show, the Proton Pack. Yes, we're talking Ghostbusters. We're talking Ghostbusters Afterlife and... It has been confirmed that Bill Murray will definitely be in Ghostbusters Afterlife, finally breaking his silence on his involvement in the upcoming sequel. Uh, previously, Dan Aykroyd,
1: uh, we kicked it
0: previously, Dan Aykroyd and Sigourney Weaver had both suggested Murray would be returning, along with fellow franchise star Ernie Hudson, but Murray himself had yet to speak about his potential casting. Officially confirming he'll be in the movie, Bill Murray spoke about what finally led him to returning to the role of Peter vankman crediting Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan's screenplay. He said, the script is good. It's got lots of emotion in it. It's got lots of family in it. With through lines that are really interesting, it's going to work. Uh, you know, well, we're a man down. That's the deal. And that's the story we're telling. That's the story they've written. So, I, I think everybody assumed Bill Murray was going to be back, but knowing that he is officially back is, is definitely nice to know. Um, kind of brings everybody back together. Obviously, Harold Ramis passed away in 2014, but I have a feeling they're going to pr- pay proper tribute to him in this uh, the way they should.
1: Oh, absolutely. And plus, you know, I think Bill Murray's going to have that Venkman chops because um, one of my favorite commercials of uh, the Super Bowl on Sunday happened to have Bill Murray in it. He reprised his role for groundhog day. It was great, man. It was a Jeep commercial. He just nailed it. I mean, if you guys haven't got a chance to see that, check that trailer out They're not trailer that commercial out. Um, if you're a fan of Groundhog Day, like you and I are, it's really awesome to see him in that. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, him back in Ghostbusters. So.
0: Yep. The, the second that alarm clock went off with Sonny and Cher, I got you, babe. Yeah. Like the hair on my arms stood up. I mean,
1: yeah, I was like, man, I hope I, that'd be so cool if Bill Murray was in this. And there
0: he was sure enough yep and, and not only him but uh Ned Ryerson uh the actor yeah. who played that True?
1: Uh, <laughs> Ned yeah <laughs> and hey, I'm Patrick Mahomes by the way hey
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Bill Murray's brother who played the mayor uh was also in it so a yeah. lot of people reprising hit, the roles It's from...
1: cool it's Noah's arcade
0: <laughs> Nice Wayne's world reference Yeah <laughs> Awesome that's what
1: i always remember bill murray's brother best at you know (laughs) not so much groundhog day but more noah's arcade from
0: (laughs) (laughs) but uh we've only got a few months to wait till it comes out july 10th is when ghostbusters afterlife hits screens
1: cannot wait i think uh once uh we get uh Closer to the big blockbuster movie season, I think we'll cover some uh, what are some of our favorite movies coming out this year. And as you can tell by the namesake of the show, this is probably the movie I'm most excited for. I'm sure you might be in that same boat. There's a lot of good movies coming this year, but that one's probably top of my list. Yeah, Top Gun: Maverick looks freaking great
0: too. That does, but this one's, you know, this is going to be a tough one because. I'm going in with super high expectations, uh, too, and that's too. always a, a set up for disappointment.
1: Yeah, definitely. It was kind of like the girl one. I didn't go in with high expectations. I was just like, eh, I just hope it's
0: good. And it wasn't. No.
1: no. I think it's time to lay one of those delayed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
0: Oof, yeah, that was pretty bad. So we know Bill Murray's coming back sadly we also know who is not coming back uh, vanity vanity fair reported that rick moranis will not be returning for the upcoming sequel mm-hmm. um you know he played lewis tully in the original he's probably one of the best parts of the first two movies just oh, yeah. in terms of you know he was the the true comic relief um behind bill murray but oh, he was
1: great man that scene in ghostbusters 2 with andy potts well, i don't know do you want to you hang out or play some super mario brothers <laughs>
0: uh, he did turn down a cameo in the female-led ghostbusters that you were just talking about Smart call. Uh, And he basically disappeared from acting after his wife died from cancer in 1991 and uh, hasn't appeared in any live action films since 1997, though he did make a cameo in the Goldbergs.
1: Yeah, he reprised his uh, self as Darth Helmet.
0: Yeah. So uh, sadly, we will not be seeing him in that. But, you know, maybe if they make a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which I assume they will. Maybe they can coax him out of uh, retirement.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Um, I, I kind of hope this is just a ruse, kind of like, no, nah, he's not in it. Just so they have one surprise, because they kind of already know everybody else is in. Like, this would be good. Even if it's just a weird cameo at the end. Like, you know would be awesome is to, like, maybe during the credits or something. Like, he's not in the movie, but, then, like, maybe at the end credits he's roaming around Central Park or something. Like, Still, as go, goes there and he's just like <laughs> he's got the red eyes and he's still like snarling or something like just something like that would be funny.
0: Yeah, if he shows up and I'm gonna drop one of our S bombs, I'm gonna lose my shit. Yeah, it's gonna oh be man. good.
1: It's gonna be. Good. I, I'm with you, man. I'm gonna be real disappointed if we we're talking about this in July and we're like, man, what a what a disappointing film. And it might be even one of those where even if it is bad. We may not admit it to ourselves and just lie to ourselves and say, (laughs) it was good. You ever have those movies where you see it and you know, it's a pile of shit, but you, uh, but you chose to just don't want to admit it. Right. I can't think of too many, but there are some movies where I'm like, yeah, it was good. And I liked it. I can't think uh, uh, think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah because I do do that sometimes. So sometimes a movie where I want it to be really good, it is just not good.
0: Or it's one of those movies that everybody else thought was really good and then you were like, eh, I didn't really like it, but just to sort of appease people, you're like, yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah. Mm, like love Lion King reboot.
0: <laughs> oh, better than Aladdin. Ugh, yeah. Aladdin was awful. Go back and watch it. it's not too bad it's it's pretty bad (laughs) it it looks like it's it belongs on the disney channel it was pretty well it is on the disney channel now it's on disney plus no i mean like made for tv (laughs) movie yeah you're right you
1: just can't take a good classic and reboot it like that
0: like it should follow hannah montana
1: there you go (laughs) and now aladdin (laughs) here laddie Here, boy
0: with that being said, and just sort of weird side tangent, uh, Mulan looks actually really good.
1: Yeah, there's no Mushu. Or, what is it? his name? Mushu. Yeah, that was
0: Mushu. Mushu. Yeah, exactly. But it looks like more of a serious movie as opposed to, uh, you know, a, a true remake of the musical comedy. Yeah, so, but, yeah no, uh, it'll
1: be good. It'll live action Disney now. They're starting to run out of stuff. I think I read something right before the show that they're... Already talking about doing a live action uh, Lilo and Stitch, but that's gonna be on Disney Plus. And it's like, uh, there's certain movies we don't need to.
0: Yeah, I heard they're working on a live action Bambi.
1: Yeah, we're good. I don't need to follow the deer. No,
0: no, I'm okay. But uh, real quick, wrapping up uh, Ghostbusters, while Ghostbusters may not be enough to coax Rick Moranis out of retirement, the rumor mill is saying that uh, Disney. Just might, and that uh, Disney is in talks with Rick Moranis to bring back his role for *Honey, I Shrunk the Kids* reboot. Uh, Wayne Szalinski. Uh, the movie will be called *Shrunk*, and that he would essentially be playing uh, the father of his son from the original movie, who will now be played by Josh Gad. Now all of that Dad
1: goes
0: <laughs> all of that goes to say that uh, it is part of the rumor mill and uh, just before we started the show tony got some uh, interesting updates breaking news honey i shrunk
1: the kids is getting a reboot a rebarb. rebarb rebarb original star rick moranis was reported to return as wayne Zelensky. however Disney just shut down that rumor. According to Cinema Blend, the House of Mouse says they have not entered any talks with Moranis and is unaware of any announcements related to this reboot. Should Moranis return, I guess he would be playing the father of his now adult son, Nick Zielinski, who will be brought back, who will be brought to life by Josh Gad. But for now, that is a rumor and it is not true. So, no, honey, I shrunk the kids for you. Thank you, Lacey Yendra, for submitting this news story. We have to debunk it. Thank you very
0: much. Do not pass code. Do not collect
1: $200. Not a pinata. No, hopefully that uh, this is just kind of a thing. Sometimes they do... Um, Uh, what do you say they do like damage control and they just kind of like if too much information gets out like yeah that's not true.
0: Well not only that but you know if it goes back to the Ghostbusters thing that if they find out that Rick Moranis is coming out of retirement to do Honey I Shrunk the Kids and not Ghostbusters I think people would be very upset or that he is actually in talks to do this and that he has like you said sort of a surprise role in Ghostbusters and that'll be his big sort of Re emergence back into pop culture,
1: yeah, that'd be cool. You know, that'd be funny if you can't do any of these, they are apparently going to reboot Little Shop of Horrors with um, um, Tagreen... Oh Who? gosh,
0: Taron Edgerton, yes, yeah, okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I can't do his name, and then uh, and Scarlett Johansson, so he could always pop up in that too. Feed me, Seymour, feed me, Seymour. <laughs> that movie was weird.
0: <laughs> that was a weird movie. <laughs> it
1: was a weird movie. And plus I wasn't really into musicals, so like growing up that was just kind of weird to come across that like it's just weird.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of movies that are coming back, uh Kathleen Kennedy, who is the head of Lucasfilm, uh, reported uh, at the BAFTA red carpet that uh, Indiana Jones 5 is still in progress. She says, we're working away, getting the scripts where we want it to be, and then we'll be ready to go. Harrison Ford will be involved. It's not a reboot. It's a continuation. He can't wait. Um... I just want to play his theme song.
1: And I guess that's all. That was I it? <laughs> yeah, well, I... I... I went to go to the main screen because I wanted to mute it if it was long. But uh, let's try that again. There we go. I just wanted to get that on our show because I like that theme song. But...
0: So uh, it basically confirms earlier reports that the next Indiana Jones movie is a sequel, not a reboot, and that Ford will remain in the lead role. Uh, In fact, Ford has previously been adamant that no one else can play Indiana Jones but him insisting, quote, when I'm gone, he's gone. And uh, basically, they're looking to get that script perfect before reuniting Ford with uh, directed uh, director steven spielberg so i boy i sort of mixed feelings on this i love indiana jones i mean yeah. it's in
1: jones!
0: in my top echelon of movies next to ghostbusters and back to the future and you know these movies i grew up with he was already starting to look old In Kingdom of the Crystal Skull When it came to the action scenes yeah. um, I wasn't a big fan of Shia LaBeouf Maybe sort of taking over the the mantle No, um, oh, I
1: didn't like that either, yeah
0: And I don't know if they plan on Including him in uh, this next movie But, uh, I mean, he's getting old He's getting up there And, I mean, Indiana Jones movies Are big action movies How's he going to do?
1: No, I don't know. I, I always kind of figured if it had to be rebooted, I thought Chris Pratt would probably be a really yes. good one. Um, but if you're going to do it, it's, I don't know, man. It's it, it would be like right now saying, you know what, let's go ahead and make Back to the Future 4. Marty and, you know, Doc, they're, they're so old at this point. I just... It, maybe it's just better off to be what it was and just be remembered for what it was. Cause you kind of even take like the new star Wars into account. Like, well, I enjoy them and you enjoy them. Not everybody does. You know, a lot of people like Jimmy have even said, you know, that's my star Wars were my star Wars and all these reboots and prequels are terrible so. or, or make his yeah. own, but I'm with you. I think uh, I'm not saying that uh, Harrison Ford couldn't pull it off, but I just, And know how you would do it You know It just I
0: don't know Well my only hope Is that they do it Sort of as a Passing of the baton To You know Who would be his son Or or another explorer Again I don't think Shia LaBeouf Is the right Call for it But maybe they make him A few years older And all of a sudden Now he's magically Chris Pratt And uh, You know He starts his own Jones franchise Maybe it's Montana Jones Or or nevada jones or yeah hello i'm nevada jones south dakota jones
1: yeah colorado jones
0: florida jones
1: <laughs> florida Line. <Georgia, man>. so <laughs> we'll see anyways as... let us know what you guys think do you guys want more indiana jones you want one more i don't know if i do but if it happens i'll watch it i just we'll see
0: yep All right, moving on to uh, some comic book movie news. Uh, During our hiatus, our our time away, there was uh, a trailer that dropped that actually looked pretty exciting. We're talking uh, Morbius. This is a character from the uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Verse franchise, whatever you want to call it from Sony, uh, starring Jared Leto. And... uh, The trailer was actually very surprising. I I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but it looks good. And what's interesting is it sort of bridges the gap between the Sony characters and the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. So there's some nods to Venom with Tom Hardy. And then of course they bring back um, Adrian Toomes or uh, Michael Keaton, uh, his Vulture. So, uh, boy, I mean, a lot to unpack there but uh i am pleasantly pleasantly surprised
1: yeah i am too and i figure if you're going to tie in the whole um you know uh vulture tie in i'm surprised they didn't use like tom hardy or excuse me tom hardy tom uh, holland tom holland uh images it's getting late for me i'm starting to fade so i'm like <laughs> Um, so the uh, Tom Holland um, images they actually just used clip art from the uh, PlayStation 4 video game yeah. that's that that's their spider-man imagery in this movie so
0: well and you know Jared Leto who uh, you know if you are a comic book movie fan obviously he played the horrible horrible joker in uh, eh. suicide squad. Eh. Eh and he's a notorious character actor but uh basically what drew him to this character into this role he said there's a line in the film where morbius says that he's been dying his entire life and now feels more alive than ever and i think that sums it up here's someone who's been afflicted with this horrendous disease and has had all kinds of challenges and has been in pursuit of this cure and then all of a sudden has this power and this physical strength which is all incredible but there is a flip side to it as well. There's a dark side. So that battle between the light and dark is something that he fights throughout the film. So uh, that's basically what drew him to it. But, uh, you know, he's a good actor. I I think he's gonna do well in this. I'm more interested in seeing how it ties everything else together.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just based on the trailer alone, this movie looks awesome. I can get on board with this. And the good thing is, is this is the first time anyone's taken a live act on Morbius. So it could be his own character versus him stepping into an iconic role like the Joker where expectations are extremely high. He was the first Joker post Heath Ledger. And I mean, that is just an insane it just i couldn't even imagine those kinds of shoes to fill so this is probably a better niche for him. it's a marvel film versus a crappy uh, dc film <laughs> so and i'm not i don't mean to be a dick on dc stuff but they don't have the best track record just they,
0: so. yeah they really don't oh man i'm getting a cramp in my like ow
1: cramping oh that hurt
0: oh, that hurt. <clears throat> oh.
1: I just Mm. need to do that during cramp
0: time So uh, let's see Morbius comes out July 31st So July is going to be a a pretty good movie uh, Month Ghostbusters and Morbius Morbius All right, Um, sticking in the Marvel camp and actually moving a little over towards the toy side of things, Uh, Funko, who makes the Pop figures, which uh, you can see a few of them behind Tony, uh, but not his entire collection.
1: No, no, you get a couple. If I duck my head here, you can see some Metallica ones and whatnot. But uh, yeah, Funko Pop has this really, really cool one coming out.
0: Yeah, so they're paying tribute to uh, Tony Stark's noble sacrifice at the end of Avengers M game, with a uh, character named or dubbed "I Am Iron Man," and it's going to be part of the previews exclusive and will cost fifteen dollars. Glows in the dark, looks fantastic. It's you know him kneeling, blood dripping down his eye. He's got the uh, Iron Man Infinity Gauntlet, getting ready to do that snap. Up, oh, Tony's got a if picture of yeah, there. If
1: you're, if you're watching the cast, man, that's what that guy looks like. I mean, it, you, obviously there's some glare, but, you know, that is just one sweet Funko Pop right there.
0: Yeah. And so if you're a Funko Pop collector, especially in the comic book realm, that's one to get your hands on. Um, and it's 15 bucks. I mean, who can't afford 15 bucks?
1: Yeah, it's not bad. Like I said, I kind of made a joke earlier about not buying, like, the Yoda. You know, I just don't like to spend that big money. I don't like to drop that big money on one. 15 bucks is something I can add to the shelves here, but, you know, it's uh, definitely uh, something I'm going to try to get my hands on as it will be limited initially. Um, Funko has not announced when it'll be hitting the stores. Um, So right now you're going to have to pre-order at the link above, which we will share on our Facebook page. So go ahead if you want to check that out,
0: by all means. And the limited version will probably be different than the wide release version if they create more of them something slightly different so it's definitely worth getting that one when it becomes available
1: yeah absolutely it's kind of like the uh, child is already sold out it's like um the, the orders for the child that's supposed to be out in may is insane wow yeah and they got some more ones um you know um clark toys is something that's popped up on my facebook thing and i clicked on it now i seem to get all kinds of stuff but there's so many funko pops coming out uh They have Star Wars, the 40th anniversary, where they have like Luke carrying a little Yoda on his back in the backpack. There's um, Yoda's treehouse You can get uh, Luke on a Tauntaun. And there is a his and hers, Han and Leia, they, I love you, I know, that set. (laughs) So a lot of cool things coming out. Um, Iron Maiden's got a four pack set coming out of Eddie, which is badass if you're a heavy metal fan like us. I thought that was really cool. Um, if you're into rap, Ice Cube and Dr. Dr. <laughs> and Tupac have some coming out, they actually look pretty funny. Um, yeah, just Funko has their hands in everything, man. I'm there's literally if you can think I'm surprised there has not been like a John Elway Funko pop. Um, you know, I just picked up uh my most recent one was a Colorado Avalanche, uh, Nate McKinnon. Um picked that up as a cool hockey one. Um really surprised that now they're doing a lot of mascots and uh surprised like the nuggets don't have rocky the mascot one yet that'd be sweet and um dinger of the rockies i'm surprised there hasn't been an Arenado or a dinger one
0: uh, (laughs) well the neat thing about funko pops is that while it's going to be nearly impossible to collect every single one of them they they yeah they have a niche for whatever you're into so i mean if you're into uh comic books or tv or movies or specific franchises out of any of those sports uh, they've got something where you can collect just those pieces and not have to you know have fomo about uh, collecting absolutely everything they put out because yeah
1: i'm I'm not all about collecting every single one. I'm really want to get the ones that catch my eyes. I'm not into collecting all of them. It's, you know, cause I get some as gifts and some of them are like, oh, okay. It's cool. You know, like they're neat and I appreciate them. But I mean, like ones that I'm personally buying or ones that catch my eye where I'm like, man, those, that that's a cool one. That, that Iron Man one, hella cool. The, uh, Star Wars ones that are coming out are hella cool. And, um, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Even for the Mandalorian, the second wave of them, um, they got one of the flamethrower stormtroopers. Hey, oh, cool! Just, that's awesome, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. yeah, that's our first toy segment we've had on our show. So, Is it really? Yeah. Boy, yeah. Wow. Uncle poppin man. And we're to our last story of the movie news. Sticking in the Star Wars realm, uh, Taika Waititi, who, you know, if you are a (laughs) rabbit or Marvel movies directed Thor Ragnarok, has reportedly been approached about directing a new Star Wars movie. Hey, Doug. Waititi is already part of the Lucasfilm family, having directed the season one finale of The Mandalorian, which was the best episode of the uh, first season. Yes, and, it was. And he voiced IG 11 on the show as well. IG 11. <laughs> um, you know, the current state of talks between Waititi and Disney is unclear. It's also unclear if this movie would be a straight to Disney Plus feature or if it would hit the big screen. But uh, I think if they're able to pin him down to uh, um, direct a Star Wars movie, probably one of the best things they can do. He is an amazing director, has a great uh, outlook and a, a great voice in his movies, and uh, you know brings the comedy as well as the action.
1: Yeah, he also does the dramatics really well, that Jojo Rabbit, it was a lot of fun. It was different. Um, he was hilarious. It was like imaginary Hitler, but um, but that had its good mix of comedy and seriousness and action and all that. So I agree, man. I like him. I think uh, I, you know, like you said, having him in Star Wars, you know, directing that last episode was excellent. Thor Ragnarok kicked ass. Um, and I think uh, Thor uh, Love and Thunder, that's going to be freaking awesome. He's directing that. So. Yep. Yeah, so some good stuff coming up. Uh, yeah, get this guy behind the Star Wars franchise; it's gonna be awesome.
0: Agreed. All right, uh, we are finally to our last. Are segment. you still
1: with this? What are, What are we rolling at right now? Like an hour. And... Hour and twenty nine minutes. Yeah, it's a long one. I skipped dinner tonight for this. <laughs> <laughs> before I should have ate beforehand. My stomach's grumbling, Oof. and I. And it's funny when we were talking Ghostbusters. I kind of was so weird. The wind is howling. Mm -hmm. We're going through a blizzard and stuff right now um it's not really a blizzard it's just a snowstorm but uh, the the windows got like the howling from the wind and then over here this damn picture frame is just creeping off the wall it's stick the stickiness on the back is just and then you got this and we're talking ghostbusters maybe maybe the ghosts don't like my turning review
0: there you go. Not cussing, but you <laughs> what's going on there? <laughs> Maybe Slimer will pop up
1: and... Yeah, no, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> he slime me.
0: Alright, Tone, let's talk video games.
1: Let's do this! Hey man, you wanna play some video games? <laughs> <I don't> get... <laughs> Boom, <laughs>
0: Alright, in video game news, but still sticking in the world of Star Wars, uh, the latest rumor indicates that a new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic project is underway at EA, and it looks to integrate elements from the first two games in order to bring certain things into the current Star Wars canon. Uh, Two sources claim to have knowledge on the rumored return of this beloved franchise. Uh, First source says a remake of the 2003 classic is in development, while the second expands and says, it wasn't so much a re- remake but a sequel of sorts. Um, I never played any of the Knights of the Republic games as they were um, PC-only games, weren't they? I don't think they appeared on the yeah. consoles. The only console came out was on the original Xbox, which
1: I didn't own at that run. thing was honking.
0: Yeah, I didn't either, um, but there's a huge following behind Knights of the Old Republic, and of course you know, there's rumors of It being the next series of Star Wars movies that are in development. So uh, it would be smart of EA to basically bring this back and and continue working on it. Bring it to consoles. Don't make it a PC-only game. And, uh, you know, from what I hear about the newest Star Wars game, um, you know, give it that level of gameplay as well
1: yeah it um i think uh, ea knocked it out of the park uh with the uh jedi order the last star wars game fallen
0: order yeah, yeah
1: fallen order it's it's selling well it's doing great um and obviously i think they're going to need to go more in that direction i you know battlefront was disappointing even though and another slap is they should have included all the updated stuff from rise of skywalker for free on there um you do have to pay for all that stuff but uh Yeah, um, I think uh, putting that back out, I know, would be a good thing. I think a lot of people would like to play that, myself included, especially if you update it with some graphics. Why not?
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, with the movie development, uh, it's one of those things that, you know, the, the games appeared originally, but it was... Never really said if they were part of Star Wars canon, which, you know, is the official lore. But uh, actually, there was a little mention in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker that made uh, Darth Revan uh, part of that canon, where uh, one of Emperor Palpatine's Sith Trooper Legions was actually named the Third Revan Legion. So uh, I'd like that to be the next development for the movies and then of course you know with the video game uh that would just tie things in real nice
1: yeah absolutely i think that'd be a really good thing and uh you know hopefully ea does well they don't always do great but uh you know i think they have the capabilities and the money to put out some good games especially star wars would be nice
0: Yep. All right. And then we have finally made it to our last story. Uh, A little less of a video game story, a little more of a theme park story.
1: Oh, yeah. I even got the little theme title for you, my friend.
0: Oh, yeah. Are we talking (laughs) Super Nintendo or what? We're talking Super Nintendo World. So... Universal Studios is officially bringing Super Nintendo World to North America as part of its upcoming Epic Universe theme park in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Universal parent company Comcast announced the Super Nintendo World news during its fourth quarter 2019 investors meeting at the Epic Universe Park is set to open in 2023. Uh, the first Super Nintendo World location is set to open this summer at Universal Studios in Japan. And uh, Nintendo recently released a CGI music video to give fans an early look at the theme park. The park will feature a Super Mario Kart ride as well as a Yoshi's Adventure ride when it opens, and visitors will also be able to interact in the park using Nintendo-themed wristbands. I I mean, this is something theme park-wise that I've been waiting for since I was a kid.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. They're taking some fun elements of what, you know, you know kind of what Disney's been doing lately trying to do more interactive things and now the whole fact that you can do that with the Nintendo properties I mean you have access to Zelda Metroid um, you know Pikmin, Splatoon Super Mario and then you know Mario in his own universe is huge it's massive could you imagine like being there and i'm sure you know being able to play classic games or like interactions to just feel like you're there in either the mushroom kingdom or whatnot i mean like you said that's my favorite video game as a kid it's what got me in i love nintendo universal hit it big partnering with nintendo i mean now because you know what's going to happen is Illumination, Illumination, I am getting tired. I apologize.
0: <laughs> Illumination. Illumination
1: Studios will uh, be, you know, developing the next Super Mario Brothers movie. It's going to be done in the uh, artwork of Despicable uh, Me and everything. So, um, what you can't go wrong partnering together. I mean, this is one property that, you know, Disney won't own, and it's a huge cue uh, pickup for Universal. This seems like the whole Universal episode between starting it off with the peacock and ending it up with super mario and universal
0: and fast and oh, the furious right there yeah. in the middle and
1: yeah this was a very very much a pro universal episode but uh you gotta think it's a hell of a pickup for this franchise i mean it's massive yet so um i'm excited for it i don't think i will be going right away it's gonna be kind of like star wars land i yeah. we got lucky um, a couple of weeks ago, Christian and I were able to go to Star Wars Land, uh, Star Wars Galaxy Edge um, at Disneyland. We were there the day before Rise of the Resistance kicked off. And, brother, I don't know if you got a chance to see that, but
0: oh, the videos. we dodged a flipping bullet, man. Yeah, we did. Did you see those lines? Oh, and not only that, but it was raining that night, too. Yeah, it was insane.
1: Like, yeah. it was so cold that day, Chris and I went. It was awesome to go as a fan to disneyland do we did not wait probably more than 10 minutes to get on most rides it was five um we could have done splash mountain like 50 times or so <laughs> hope that day um, which we skipped but i mean what you're talking we got to do space mountain you know we got to do star tours we got to do buzz we got to do big thunder mountain twice smugglers,
0: smugglers
1: run um guardians three times the Incredicoaster. did we do it twice or three times twice Twice. I mean, we did everything um, well worth the uh, day in the park that day. And um, I don't think I'm going to do that on uh, opening day or any time during that for Super Mario World, because, God, that's our Super Nintendo World. There are going to be a lot of people there. But I tell you what, it is eventually going to roll out and it will be hitting uh, the California side of things in the next couple yeah. of years as well. Um, it's going to be awesome, man. I, totally. I think, is gonna be really cool
0: i agree and uh let's see we are now at the 138 mark so uh i'd say it's probably, probably time to call this thing let you go to bed i'll go to bed let our listeners do whatever they're doing because they can listen to it whenever they want
1: Anytime, yeah so this one wasn't a live one due to the length of it because i don't think people would tune in this long um not want a live cast they'd be asleep at this point so you watch it when you want to uh thanks for tuning in don't forget to check out uh rough riders um donate if you can uh please share and promote that it is for a good cause it's wonderful um if you if you're into pop culture shows and stuff don't forget to check out pop culture kaboom um like us Follow us on social media on Facebook at Proton Pack Podcast. We're on Instagram, Proton Pack Podcast. I need to name that better here. Wait, here, there we go, right there. Yes, if I just get this down right, um, and then YouTube, Proton Pack. Um, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Episode 45 in the books. Damn good show. We're going to try to, we won't do one this Sunday, I don't think.
0: No, but We've let's this. let's aim for yep. next Sunday. And so we're hoping
1: next Sunday we will be able to go live and live in because there's no football unless you're into the XFL. That's back. So uh, we'll have some movie reviews by next time. And uh, I think we'll both have seen Harley Quinn by that point maybe. Yep. Yeah, we'll see. So, anyways, skip the turning, see the gentleman on a matinee, and go see Bad Boys for Life. I'm done talking. You got anything else to say? Nope, I'm good. I'm ready
0: for bed. Go ahead and take us out, Tone.
1: Oh, yeah. I am.
0: That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Woo! it's fluffy. Goodbye. Do it.